you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. What the hell's going on out here? Seriously, what the hell? From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's Around the NFL. I am Dan Hansis. Heroes here, Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Yes, we are back, kind of. Um, and we plan to do two shows this week, but things changed. It's been a, a, a tough week. Um, not at total liberty to get into all the specifics, but please consult our social media profiles for more on what has been a, a very tough week for the podcast. And, uh, you know, the show is no stranger to adversity and when we will regroup and march on, we always have. And I would say the only request I have for the listeners is just bear with us, uh, as we figure things out. Um, and, uh, other than that, Mark, uh, how was the play? The play. Which play? <laughs> little Lincoln ref. Come on. Little Lincoln ref? Oh. Come on, bud. Little Lincoln ref. Uh, little Ford you Theater look like you're, you're dressed for uh, like a Lincoln play in the 1800s. It is the offseason, Mark. We do not need the suit jacket at this juncture. I think, you this. know, if we want to reference, um, first of all, the play was great, um, memorable. Um, <laughs> if we want to reference uh, the stylings of our friend Chris Wesley, and that a lot of times when you dress up, it's because there is a dearth of clean clothing in the dress down scenario on and we're not we, we, we're not buying that you wear the you always wear the the jacket even at home you wear yeah it. but because it's it's Looks good it's stationed in you our look locker. great it's stationed in our locker downstairs so I come yeah. in in like a a sweat or a t-shirt and then change into this then change back out here here's the difference and Chris Wesley we're gonna hear from Wes in a second I love that. um when Wes said it it was very much true because Wes would you know five out of six days uh or like say if we did a show three times or in the office five days a week four out of the days he'd be wearing like an nfl network polo and jeans mm -hmm. maybe a pre lakeisha and then all of a sudden he would show up in like a button-down shirt with a pullover sweater and khakis and brown dress shoes and it'd be just so like what is going on he'd be like i literally don't have any other clothes they're all dirty he was like i buy it 
Well, hold on. I don't so know if I buy your No, your so you're saying my laundry, you you're you are estimating that my laundry situation is untrue. Come I have, come yes. investigate my laundry firsthand and you'll see that there are truisms attached to what I've said. As a as a longtime critic of men's fashion, I think you are being the change you want to see in the world and I, I respect it. I I just That's a, a nice bridge building attempt, Greg. I appreciate that. <laughs> um yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um weird week. But the NFL schedule marches on. The NFL schedule literally was released. Uh, on Thursday, and we're gonna dig into it uh, in our loan show this week. Um, everything uh, from primetime games to holiday games to international games. Highlight, Greggy, some team schedules that caught your eye, perhaps. Okay. Um, but before we dig in, we'll start with Week One, uh, just for fun. Um, I would like to hear from the great late Chris Wessling, who always hated. This Absolutely. time of the year, it is the last <laughs> league tent pole event, or the first, depending how you look on look at it. And he was never really about it. I have, uh, I always kind of agreed with him, but since he's been gone, there's been something about um, this particular thing that I agree with even more. Uh, here is Chris uh, and Eric behind the scenes did a great job digging it up, um, speaking on his general issues with people getting overly into this time of year. You want to race to the schedule and find out your road trips, plan all that, put a W and L next to every team on your schedule. I get all of that. Just don't ask me to analyze it five months. There's no analysis necessary. <laughs> Just enjoy the schedule being released. <laughs> I miss Wes. I miss Wes this week. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I love hearing his voice, and I, I agree 100%. This, this was always, um, uh, yeah, the time of year. And it used to be before the draft. Actually, so it almost was like interrupting draft season. But Wes would hate all the secrecy that we'd have to have with the schedule. We would black out the the podcast studio so no one in the building could hear it, and he would just uh, think this was the biggest colossal waste of time. But the NFL smartly realized actually we could blow out that colossal waste of time more after the draft and kind of extend the season a couple more weeks. And uh, I'm with Wes though. The first thing I did looking at the schedule, the only thing I really cared about. Um, uh, personally, was uh, are the Rams playing on Thursday or Monday night? Because it's very hard to take my family to a game on a Sunday. And at this point, that's my daughter's favorite thing to do in the world is to go to a Rams game. And I didn't deliver that for her last year. And uh, we it, got one. We got a you, Thursday night or December 21st. Excellent. Is your daughter equally flummoxed by the Rams general uh, yes. game plan she in terms of the franchise's direction? She asked me. A, yes. She <laughs> talks about Jalen wow, Ramsey often. She doesn't understand it, and it's hard to explain salary cap considerations and that there really is no explanation, that it's not a uh... – Daddy, what's the long-range plan with Matthew Stafford given the rest of the roster? I don't needs? think it's going to be very long-range. I mean, I, I think – like 11 thing, now. The thing that Wes mentioned that makes sense is, like, if you're a fan, because I was hanging out with a Steelers fan yesterday, and the minute, like, the, the schedule came out, it was like, bang, planning trip to Las Vegas for week three. Like, that makes sense. Yes. Wes mentioned that. But I love – I always loved his take on this because analyzing it, and we're about to go do that, so it's not like turn off the show. We're going to do a great job with it, but like, why not stare? <laughs> well, you can, if you want. I mean, why not stare at like a farmer's almanac that tells you it's going to be a nice um, season to grow corn in 2029? Well, what if your village is bombed by invaders in 2026? Right. It's like that unpredictable where we're going to be in week 17 or 18. But we're about to tell you why all that matters. Well, it's like Kyle Shanahan says, you know, there's no guarantee we even make it to to Sunday. 
I, I, I find it much less week seventeen. Sure, especially a, a fool's errand to predict like the easy part of the schedule because you never know like what teams know. will rise up and be frisky or even good. You kind of I feel a little more comfortable looking at a schedule and, and saying, oh, these this is going to be a difficult stretch based on su- certain superpowers that you don't expect to fall off. Or this will be entertaining, yeah. especially early. It's like I'm willing to um, guess, although I guess injuries happen, that the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs will provide me entertainment and be in some big situations this year. Which is a nice seg, Greggy, to uh, Thursday, September 7th, two- 2023. Um for week one, let's kind of go through it here. We'll start with the primetime games and shout out to the team of around the NFL, uh, the Detroit Lions, who who turned um, last season's feel-good story, a season that ended with a winning record, correct? Correct. And No playoff, just missed the playoffs, but a winning record, 9-8, and eight, um, into a Thursday night opener showcase on the road in Arrowhead against the defending champion Chiefs. That's Thursday night football. Um, pretty saucy. I, I got to say, Greg, I was a little surprised as much as we love the Lions that they were the team that was selected there to be the opener, which is kind of hollowed ground for the people that plan this stuff at 345. I'm, I was shocked. I mean, basically the, the NFL is deciding not to burn the Bengals or the Bills, or these games that feel, or the Eagles for that matter, uh, these games that feel titanic uh, in terms of AFC playoff seating and then a Super Bowl rematch is really unique. Talk about that all the time. You don't always get that. Uh, They decide, and I like that. I like that they save those games until the end of the season. So, okay, everyone's going to watch kickoff anyways. Let's put in uh, everyone's favorite dad, Dan Campbell. And, uh, oh, by the way, NBC, maybe don't mention all those Lions that were suspended for gambling. Uh, in the <laughs> right. I mean, it, like if you look at their home like schedule, an ask that, well, I mean, well. I just I was a little surprised at that because that was an embarrassing uh, story for the NFL to put that team in, by, in by September. Nobody will be. No one's going to. I mean, we're, but, like even yeah. now we're talking about it. People have forgotten about it. I, I have mean, no idea what Greg's talking about. Jameson yeah. Williams. <laughs> I mean, I, I think like there weren't a lot of options other than Bills or Bengals. If you pick about if you pick who Kansas City played at home, but it totally threw me and in a wonderful way because it's like. We were on to the Lions. I think a lot of people think they're going to be fun and frisky, but it's a team that has been essentially shielded from the public eye outside of mostly embarrassing Thanksgiving games for eons. And it's like they're recognizing that this is a team on the brink. It's a bit of a risk because part of me thinks, well, it's the Chiefs. It could be 40 to 10. But if we get the version of the Lions we had last year, you trust them to keep it kind of frisky, it's, and it's a big spot for Jared Goff. It's two of the top five offenses by many metrics in the league last year. You expect points, uh, and you hope for points. It, it could go sideways, absolutely. That's like a, a big assignment for Campbell, and, and it's still a young roster. Um, and a much improved defense. And that, in that week one game, sometimes that kickoff game is a total snoozer, and you're just still so happy with it. Like I'm thinking of the last kickoff game uh, we did with, with Chris. You know that was Texans Chiefs. We were at Chris's house uh, for that, and that could it was like Clyde edwards Lair had a halfway decent. It could not have yeah. been a bigger snoozer, but everyone's happy because football's back. Um, so that's Thursday night. And by the way, I think the power of hard knocks as much as people will sometimes denigrate it at this stage. Check it out. Check it out. The lines that put them on the national radar. There is radar. nothing like f-ing winning, man. Yeah. There is nothing like winning, and I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter if it's freaking dominoes, it's spades, it's Blu-ray, it's croquet, it's f***ing chess, it's preseason, ass-kicking, it does not matter, man. Winning is winning. 
and it feels good, man. So when George McCaskey of the Bears is openly shooting down the idea of being on Hard Knocks, look what happened to the Lions. And you know, you could I'm also, drawing a direct line. Right, you could suggest that your actual, your and Colleen's coverage of that Hard Knocks uh, journey that was potentially led to this. Yeah. So maybe the Lions, you know, should should think of you in, uh, to some degree. McCaskey does not know what Boo Ray is, by the way. <laughs> Sunday Certainly night not. football, week one, Dallas Cowboys at New York Giants. And I know, speaking of Wes again, there might be some deep sighing there. Like, how many times does America need to watch a spotlight game between the Cowboys and Giants? But twice, I'm here twice for a year. I don't think he's alone in that yeah. thought process. Twice but. a year and very often in this kickoff spot. It's got to be at least three or four times they've had a primetime week one game. And then on Monday Night Football, uh, another New York team, this the the Jutes? The Jeets? <laughs> oh, the Jets. The Jets who, as expected, getting a lot of primetime love in this schedule, and we'll get to them in a little bit. But they got Bills at Jets um, opening up the season on the – Shoot, what I'll just call it the anniversary of 9-11. So they'll have that big game in a primetime spot, which is wild. Wild. I also like that they don't do the doubleheader week one, but the doubleheader's not gone. The Monday night doubleheader for the second straight year is part of the week two coverage. But, and uh, week three. And Bill's Jets, Bill's Jets to my, what I really want to say was like, that deserves its own spotlight. I don't like it when it gets uh, cut up for a big game. Week like two and week three. And then week like oh, way wow. way down the road, they have the old weeks. I think it's week fourteen. They have the double Monday night football starting at the same time scenario, which um, to me is unpleasant. But I understand that they just want to simply fill our lives all the time with games nonstop. You got to be a modern man uh, in a world that's moving very quickly. Got to have two screens Absolutely. going. You got to be computing everything. Yeah. You have to have your socials open and be interacting with society as well. I'll need that trank dart. Is that like an experiment to, instead of flex teams, you just put two games on at the same time late in the season? It's like one of the two. I think the schedule Lakers probably just messed up, and they're like, uh, just put two of that. <laughs> um, let's do, just for fun, uh, the rest of week one, like we do during the season and all our preview shows. Um, let's do a mini mock draft here of Love week it. one. Um, Greg, you won the title last year. You got the strap. Why don't you make your first pick? That's Damn right. I'm going to take uh, Dolphins Chargers. I don't know why, but I really want to see this Dolphins team like play again shortly. We got the Tua Herbert thing. We got the Jalen Ramsey, Vic Fangio thing. Fangio. That's my game. Uh, yes, I would go with, ooh, interesting. The top two to me were, were at the same time. It was a, that was a tough choice. Mm. I guess, Dan, you're next because you came in second in the Yes, in the I was the silver medalist. You know, just for um, fun, I do want to see the opening of the Jordan Love era against Justin Fields and the improving Chicago Bears. Uh, it's a bit of a reach, but I got to be honest with you. Like, uh, I didn't see anything that is a home run pick two for me. And I, I, I am legitimately kind of fascinated by both of those teams. I agree. Where I take going. it back. I take it back. Um, I love this in I'm the third pick. glad you took pick. it back, Greg. Thanks. How about this? The defending <laughs> NFC champion Eagles going into New England where they're going to have, like, celebrate Tom Brady Day, which, you know, brings a lot of thorny potential. You know, he left in a strange way, but that stadium's going to be um, bonkers, absolutely lathered up. And Especially if Tom Brady buys the Raiders or something, whatever that, the latest, that, like, yeah, ridiculous that's, report. That's a little bit of a sideways is. approach to it, but... um. 
kind of a weird place for the Eagles to start their season. And, and I, you know, I think New England's sort of a middle-of-the-pack team, obviously, but I don't love that for Philly. And their schedule in general is a little thorny, so it gets off to mm. a rough start. Check out how Bill O'Brien reinvents the Patriots' offense. I Pinch me. So <laughs> I, I think it, it just – it seems like an obvious point to make, but it's probably a bad sign that the number one thing about like schedule releases is, is, t- is Robert Kraft being so excited that Tom uh, would come visit the stadium. And then they release their schedule release video, and it's all a bunch of retired Patriots players in a retirement home, uh, including Devin McCourty. And it's like, um, don't think about the actual team that's playing football anymore. Let's just think about like past glory. That's pretty much our main focus. That's where they're at. They're used to it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on. That's good. That's, that's good. it? That's the top? I mean, do you want to keep going? No, I guess that's fine. Is there another? Throw out one more game that really interests you, Greggy. Well, I want to see the start of the Anthony Richardson era, and I think he's going to be starting week one against the Jags. I know that's a, that might be drafted a little later. Week one is my favorite week of the season. This is the best week of the season. It's fun. I like this. Niners-Steelers. I want to see who's playing quarterback for San Francisco. I kind of think the whole year two of Kenny Pickett, it's in Pittsburgh. Weird start for the Niners. Uh, it could mm. be Trey Lance. could be Brock Purdy. Is it weird, Mark, that you're the coach that you love more than any coach, Kyle Shanahan, is gassing up the Darnold hive now, calling him a, a franchise uh, I saw you tweeting about that, and I think it for you it's a nice fever dream. It's a failed experiment that I – like if, if Sam Darnold starts more than three games for that Gas team, her up. They are in big trouble. Fully let it. It's, May is the best time of year for Sam Darnold. <laughs> uh, primetime games. Um, four teams have six primetime games. Kansas City, Buffalo – Dallas Chargers. That's that's a little rich for me. I would agree. The Chargers getting that many primary games, but whatever. Um, the Packers, Raiders, Giants, Jets, Eagles, Vikings, and Niners all have five primetime games. The Bill. This is a, by the way, good info from the NFL research department who do killer things. Right, but that doesn't even count like um, that Black Friday game, for instance, for the Jets or the Thanksgiving game. Spotlight. So you, you have some right. spotlight right. games that the, are not. The Bills and Patriots will pl- each play. This is, uh, with all due respect, Greggy, the, the Pats continue to get so much primetime love. Uh, the Bills and Patriots will each play three straight primetime games, which is interesting. And, and it's weeks 14 through 16. And, we could flex some of that out if there's uh, only bomb. the Monday night game because the other ones are NFL Network and and Thursday night. I did notice though they only had one Sunday night game, Dan, and that's the difference. And that's week two, and that's to me very much a sign of like Robert Kraft has sway mm. uh, with the the broadcasters. But they're like, we got to get the Patriots their one Sunday night game to keep them happy. Uh, but we're gonna get it out of the way early before uh, they potentially. You know what is offensive that. about this? Uh, pr- like the prime time alone, I get these other island games. You're giving the Raiders five primetime games. Um, they could be they could be an ugly operation to begin with. You're giving the Vikings five. I'm not sold on the Vikings in general, and the Bengals aren't even on this list. Hmm, that's a good Bengals point. Bengals aren't even on this list. They have four. That's not the worst, but it's like how on earth are the the Bengals have been recognized more than any any other season in in a long long time as a team that's getting a lot of these games. They have four primetime and a couple other things happening here and there. But how are they not? How do the Chargers have six? The Raiders have five. The Vikings have five. And we don't, I, know, who the, we don't know who the Packers are, and you're giving the Bengals four. I have a theory, because the league is always trying to push the product, that they are very much in conjunction with the Chargers themselves 
trying to get the Chargers to yeah. really get a foothold right here in L.A. And they mm. see a, a Justin Herbert as a superstar quarterback. They want the Chargers to be a thing. And sometimes when like someone's really trying hard to make something a thing, there will be football fans or analysts that are like, whoa. Like it makes you actually be like repel the thing yes. even more. <laughs> Like, yeah. don't make them a thing. The Raiders getting a lot of primetime love. I, that makes sense to me because they're a great vibe to me. They're a great home uh, stadium experience in primetime. I like the Raiders, even though I'm not a Raiders fan, just watching them. They're, to me, they're pretty good theater, so I'm not as But I would also that. argue that that's, hey, we've just put out this massive effort to create this incredible new stadium in a new venue. In I think that's city. part of it. And well, and, like, uh, so they're not using not about it for how the- good your team is. They're not using it for the Rams much in primetime, so you got to use the Chargers. The Rams, who you know did win a Super Bowl only a year ago, and, and they're in primetime twice. Neither one of them is on NBC, which to me is like the number one uh, spot where they they put the teams. Part of it is, and we'll get to it later, is just the, the Chargers schedule. The Wests play the Easts, and the Easts are where all the juice is going into this season. They're the two best divisions. They play each other, but they also play the two West teams. So there's just like a lot of spicy Chargers, you know, out-of-division matchups. So I think that's part of it. Uh, By weeks. See, this is some of the stuff that's more interesting to me in terms of trying to figure out trajectory and things. Um, There's always teams that get banged with a bye week that's too early. Uh, This year, the first bye week is week five. The Browns, Bucks, Chargers, Seahawks have the early bye. The last bye is week 14, which is a little too late. Cardinals and Commanders. The Cardinals are the one out of team out of thirty-two that I'm not looking forward to in Week One. Other than that, I'm like I'm intrigued enough. Like at some point, who do they have? In teams week one? fall off. Uh, they have the Commanders, who I still that's you know not a that's not going to be drafted high. Whoa. But I am curious to watch. <laughs> that's a little Whoa. little. I'm no, I'm Whoa. curious. The Commanders, I think, could be kind of interesting. That's got Nick Shook written all over it. They've got a lot of um, offensive firepower, and I'm curious about Howell. But that's not a great. I hate these. I these teams getting stuck with the it's it's the Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, and Bucks. Week five bye, I think, is good for a team if you had like a rookie quarterback and it's like, re- let's reorganize. Let's see what we've done over the first month or so and get that extra time to come back out firing. But I mean, the Chargers, like, y- this is a team that's dealt with injuries year after year. They're getting a week five bye. That stinks. All right, let's take a quick break and we will continue to dig in upon our return. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? 
Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we're back. Mark, uh, something that jumps out to you upon the release of the 2023 NFL scheme. Well, Greg mentioned it, that the if the AFC East has the NFC East, and it's just like, uh, you know, we're a year removed, and I mean, I think months removed, if you haven't really been following, paying attention to what's happening to the Jets, the Dolphins, and even to some degree the Patriots, like, it's easy just to look at the Buffalo Bills as, well, they're going to win 13 games, and we're going to see them 14 times. They have 10 games this year against last year's playoff teams, including both Super Bowl teams. Um, one of their home games is a Jaguars game in London. Um, they play four of their final six on the road to end the season, and three of the road games are against the Jets. That's going to be thorny. Obviously, they play one game against the Jets on the road, but they get the Bengals on the road and the Chiefs on the road. And if I just look at last year's Bills team, I mean, they went through so much adversity, and you found out that Josh mm. Allen was this absolutely wonderful leader, and the whole team to me is really... They're a true team, but I mean, they're going to be put right through the crucible all over again. And I think their schedule speaks to me as a team that's going to fall off a little bit in terms of where they'll be in the seating in the end in the AFC. It's about as tough as a slate as Sean McDermott could have dreamt up. Wait, so that Tottenham game is a is a Bills home game? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, well, because they're not making the Jaguars take two home games for that, right? And we haven't taped since they announced the international. Uh, yeah, you want to go through those games? Sure. All right, let's go through the international slate. By the way, shout out! I was actually did a little FaceTime because phone calls with Henry Hodgson aren't enough to see that beautiful. Well, you got to get the folks broad man. Yeah. Um, uh, in HD is what it's all about. We were catching up, and he is now the general man and longtime listeners know Henry Hodgson. As handsome Hank from the Sheck days, many, uh, many uh, appearances on our show. Now is the general manager of the UK NFL experience. And he was all over television and radio in England uh, for the um, schedule release, which is nice. I mean, they okay. don't mess around. I saw the, the clip on Sky Sports where they got the whole Tottenham, you know, Hotspur Stadium's empty. And they put it up on the big screen. And they got Henry there. And then they do a roulette wheel to reveal do the it. teams. Do it. Anyway. I think like if you're like men would enjoy watching Henry uh, orate, like women would enjoy watching Henry speak about anything. Sure. Like he's a full audience, full crowd, adult child pleaser. Um, he's broad. Broad appeal. No, physically broad. Oh, a broad shoulders. Man. You yeah, can well, put a, a lot on yes, his shoulders. He, both, he, he fills out the television. Both physically well. and professionally. Yeah, absolutely, hundred <clears throat> percent. Anyway, international games. The NFL will host five regular season games outside the U.S. Three in London, two in Germany. I guess the. Estadio Azteca and and Mexico is still undergoing construction, I would guess, because that that's a great scene. And uh, for yeah, the they're getting ready for the World year, Cup. Um, that won't be involved, but I'm sure it will be down the line. So, week four, and a big headline coming out of this: the Jags, who have forever been connected 
to London. Ownership is very, um, they have a very, um, a vision that has been unshakable to make the Jaguars. I think the dream, I don't even think, think uh, Shad Khan wants the Jaguars to be the home team of England. They, well, and now, that's his goal. There is this little side thing. I don't think it's going to morph into more, but they they may not be able to play in their actual stadium down the road a bit because of repairs for a stretch, almost two seasons. So Wembley. Like, he owns should. Wembley, right, at this point. Well, they're Jacksonville Stadium. So right. Like, is there issues with the uh, the chlorine tank there? The, uh, I, will, the I will report back on yes. what the issues are. So the Jags this year have taken it to the next level and are now playing two games um, in England, uh, one a home game, one designated a road game. Falcons versus Jaguars kicks off the international games in week four from Wembley. And then in week five, so the Jags just stick around. Atlanta gets on the plane. We saw Atlanta play the Jets a couple years ago. So the Falcons obviously like this scene as well. Um, The Falcons go home. The Jags stick around in London and then play the Bills uh, at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. The Big Top. Big toddy. The hot toddy. Hot toddy. Okay, hot toddy. so Wembley one week, hot toddy the next. Uh, so you got Jags back-to-back, and you got Josh Allen in England, which is very nice. Shout-out, by the way, to our overseas listeners in the U.K. and Ireland and Scotland. Scotland is part of the U.K., correct? Can we get can He's we get, looking at Greg for that answer. Yeah. I, bl- I, I think it's I not. It is. Clear. It's it is. Not? It is. I don't, I'm not answering. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and only part Germany. of Germany, only pirate part of Ireland. But you know, it's more that you know, we we love all of our listeners overseas. Australia, how about you? Shout out to Australia, Iceland, Germany, Sc- Scotland. By the way, the Hague, the I Netherlands. Confirm that Scotland is part of the yes. United Kingdom, and Ireland very much not part, but Northern Ireland is. Anyway, we we know, sort of, except for Scotland. We yeah. didn't. We weren't We're sure learning. about that. Anyway, uh, let's see. Ravens versus Titans, week six from the hot toddy. Uh, And then week nine, uh, we head to Germany. Dolphins versus Chiefs. Hamana, hamana, hamana. Week nine from Frankfurt Stadium. And then Colts versus Pats, week 10, also from uh, the Big Frank. Deutsche Bank Park. So it'll be a different uh, stadium than a year ago. Uh, But it'll be, I, I suspect, an amazing atmosphere that used to be one of the best rivalries in the league Colts Pats not as much juice but to get Dolphins Chiefs in Kansas City I mean I mean in Frankfurt to me that's one of the like games I'm most looking forward to this season just because you can't imagine a scenario with Tyreek Hill going against his former team and it's almost a shame that it's not happening in Kansas City um, but you can't imagine a scenario where that thing is not in the 30s or the 40s and not like a really important entertaining game so they're not messing around those are nfl network games yeah i think the in general if you look back to half a decade ago and and frankly like you know handsome hank has something to do with this the games the 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 teams have gotten better like you've got star quarterbacks um you've got patrick mahomes you've got josh allen the Ravens with Lamar Jackson. And frankly, it really just helps that the Jacksonville Jaguars are intriguing. And I, I you know, this is the first time in history where a team stayed there two weeks in a row. Um, I, I, want, I just want to hear, I want to see a think piece about what's it like for, I think coaches in general don't love the concept of having to pick up camp and go somewhere else and do everything somewhere else. And I mean, the Jaguars are more practiced at that than others, but Doug Peterson's you know, right. not done it five times in a row. So how do you prepare for the Bills in London in a completely different environment than your home base? I just, that intrigues me for some reason. You would think it'd Great be an question. advantage, but we were, we've been, we go there for a week and, you know, <laughs> obviously 
we work at a at a level that NFL players can't comprehend. But yeah. I would say, do at, we? I mean, it's like we spend the, half the time at like the hotel bar there. I mean, it's like, well, yeah, you know, it's, uh, we'll, we'll edit that. It's out. sarcasm. Yeah. Um, they at the end of that week, I feel like we're ready to go home. Our, our great friend Rachel Bonetta, I felt like she was there for two weeks. By the end of the, that second week, you know. You you might be running out of gas, so maybe it's a, maybe it's a disadvantage for the Jaguars. Oh, we'll see. Good way to look at it. Uh, good uh, opposing view. Um, anyway, <laughs> Dan, let's... Dan does not care. <laughs> this is the part. The, it's time to pivot. Yeah, this is the part that Wes was talking about. What are we talking about? I don't care. Let's move back to the homeland. Uh, Thanksgiving games. All right, here's the slate. Packers at Lions. Uh, the customary slot for those teams. Uh, well, it's not always the Packers, right, against the Lions, but. Thank God the Lions are now a highly compelling team and hopefully will remain that way. Uh, so you get the Jordan Love experience. The Packers are total unknown. So we won't know what's going on, but we'll have a much better idea where they're at by Thanksgiving. And remember, this season doesn't start till after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Commanders at Cowboys in the middle game. That's a big old meh for me. Uh, but that's, Well, we'll see yeah. where, the, where the Commanders are. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean... Who could be if Sam Howell doesn't work? Are we getting Jake Brisket on? No, you could have done a lot there with the Cowboys. That's that's very often the the two matchups: Packers, Lions, and Commanders, Cowboys. I'll always remember RG 3s rookie season sort of lighting up Dallas. And then the uh, game that is always at at different teams is Forty Nine er. There's the late game, the NBC game, Forty Nine ers at Seahawks, an NFC West tilt and a damn good one. So that's and they've done that before. That's been a matchup before. I mean, I love that. Excellent. Uh, and that is, uh, just for a little background, that's the 11th time Washington and Dallas play. Uh, Cowboys have won 8 of 2, and the Seahawks and Niners are playing on Thanksgiving for the first time since they played each other on Thanksgiving. Fill in the year, it was a 19-3 to Seahawks win. Sounds boring. 2014. Got it. Wait, really? He got it. <laughs> A bang. Good job, Greggy. That was a totally random. I went to your home, I believe, during that game. I believe probably the Cheetos was probably flown at that point. So that's it's a hazy uh, memory. Uh, that's the only time I ever ate macaroni and cheese because your wife um, what a prepared it differently what a than uh, A grown man who's only eaten macaroni and cheese once in his life. That was the, the – oh. there are three big – um, not living. My three favorite Mark Sessler food moments. One – I know what it, number one's got to be. Number, well, number one's most recently. Yeah. yeah. The cheeseburger incident, mm-hmm. uh, which is still incredible and shocking. Uh, two is the mac and cheese Thanksgiving incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, and three is after you and I had a, a rollicking uh, night out um, about 10 years ago. And we were on the streets of Culver City, and there was a, a food truck outside. And um, we got some street meat burritos i got the regular like meat burrito you got the veggie but they were cooking the veggie uh burrito like with the meat and you got some meat and all of a sudden i couldn't find you and you were in the bushes and you had to let I, go of some of that i was burrito. wondering we we're gonna go with number three but i do remember that and it was um like seven or eight dollars that went totally to the wrong place because there was like a big piece of steak in the middle of it or something it banged you in a big spot um good memories good memories let's see what else there's a black friday game a black friday game so Black Friday, the day after um, Thanksgiving. It's a shopping thing. Amazon. Not anymore. It is. Has a massive uh, investment with the NFL to air Thursday Night Football, but they also get the Black Friday game, which is available to everybody. And it will be the Miami Dolphins and New York Jets from the Meadowlands. And uh, 
Mark, I, I think you have some no, opinions I, to share I, on this. I, I, um, I want to take the attitude of I get what's happening here. Like sometimes the your company, this is our company. They're just going to do what they do, and you got to roll. Oh, with sometimes it. that's what happens. That with is this company, what happens yes. sometimes. And they, um, I get it. We want a game on every day of the week, and if there is an American holiday being celebrated, it will be celebrated with, if not a, a trio of games, at least one. And on, you know, in what if I wanted to go downtown? and stare at cakes in a window on Black Friday, which is like you could go out and be a consumer. Mm-hmm. Well, I will be chained to a chair, and I'm hoping at that point that the Jets, who are on about 27 uh, island games, are actually a viable team at that point. Because if things, my one feeling about this thing in general is a little Jetsy, and we can get into it later if you want, but like, if the, I, the Browns had this happen a number of times, where it's like, you have a positive season, they give you six island games, and then a nuclear bomb drops on the reality of your team. And the Jets' schedule is... A load. It is um, a rough situation, and so you want to. So you don't really have any more Black Friday thoughts. You want to pivot? I thought so you, you can do that. I decided to go down Company Man Avenue here because it's oh. like I, oh, my. I, well, well, what? that's you, why you're wearing the jackets. No, what have I, you been doing on this Black Friday, anyways? I don't remember you cake shopping. We were so excited. You told us on text yesterday you were going to share. I was fired all up the about things it. that you wouldn't be able it. to do on Black Friday because now you have to watch a football game. I will. I'll send it out on. And now you're going to get a what if the Jets suck? Screen we're going to get instead. Ch- check my. It's not too my, late. Check we want it. We want it. The game will be over by 3 p.m. That gives you a chance. Check my Twitter by. 8 p.m. tonight, and I yes, will send out for anything that that includes our actual real thoughts about life. Check our social media right now. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, let's let's check out the Jets' schedule. If if uh, that's a natural transition, uh, listen, the Jets are a major storyline around the league this year. Jets fans are like soaking that in. It's it's a great feeling. However, we're going to learn a lot about this team uh, quickly. And to Mark's point, they could be in a lot of trouble if they don't come out of the gates with the offense humming and the defense playing at a high level because I think they have as tough a schedule as any team in the league out of the gate. You got open up in prime time against the Bills. So that's a, a team that they've played well against overall, but that is the Bills. That's Josh Allen. That's Sean McDermott. That is a superpower. Week two, they get on a plane and they go to Dallas to face the Cowboys, which the NFC is weaker than the AFC, no doubt, but that is another very difficult matchup for the Jets. They come home, and I think this is like the breather game uh, early on for them. It's the Patriots, and you say, okay, that's doable. Greggy knows as much as anyone. The Jets never beat the Patriots. On 14 years. They need to. That's something, a beast they're still trying to slay. Even last year, they got swept. And then they welcome in the Chiefs in week four. So as a Jets fan, the schedule does appear, and again, we never know, to soften up in the back nine. But you can't uh, sleep on uh, a potential car crash early on get out it for me uh, and I'm, I have high hopes about this team as I've said if I can get out of there Greg two and two I'm feeling really good about the season but it's tough it's no there's no gimmies there I think that's the way to look at it you got you got the Broncos to week five and then you got the Eagles again so you got six that's I know you have one game you know the Broncos and the Patriots in there look easier but they're not total patsies and uh, before you buy, get to three and three there. But that's sort of the case with the entire division. I really think the AFC East division schedule is the toughest. The NFC East isn't far behind, but the fact that out of division, you you have to play uh, the AFC West, which I think you're guaranteed that the Chiefs are going to be legit. I think the Chargers will be in the mix, and the other two games are, are competitive. Then you have to play each other, and you have to play the NFC East. It's just tough. So you're going to... You're going to get buried somewhere. The Patriots are the other team, I think, that have the toughest schedule in that division because they don't get to play the Patriots. Right. They're the only, and, and their start is Eagles, 
Dolphins, both at home. So you get the two home games to start. And you in figure- the way they do play the Patriots, because the, the Robert Kraft against Bill Belichick. Uh, yeah, Bill Belichick struggle within Matt that Jones, building at this point. Know, Every week is Patriots yeah. against Patriots. That's that's very well said. <laughs> but Eagles, Dolphins, Jets, Cowboys is a pretty tough first four opponents. Uh, the second two of those on the road. All four of those teams seem seem like teams that want to win double digit games. But that's the thing in the AFC East, even saying that the Patriots. Their over-under will be, what, seven and a half or something like that. I don't know what it is. One of the Bills, Jets, and Dolphins, who are all over the primetime schedules, because to me they're all fascinating, one of those three teams is more than likely going to have quite a disappointing season. And I, I don't have a feel. I think they're all really good. I think the Jets deserve to be in the top eight or nine of the power ranks, and I think the Dolphins do too. Mm-hmm. And just like something has to give, though, there. That, I think that the all Jets three do because we are wanting to watch them. And I mean, I just that that could get rough by December, but it was a year ago, everyone was saying like, oh, the AFC West, probably if not four playoff teams, at least three, two of those teams didn't win more than six games. So it's like someone in this division is going to take an excitingly dangerous, total dirt nap. You look at the AFC West with the benefit of hindsight, of course, some of that felt a little artificially inflated. We didn't know what was going to happen with Russell Wilson. That made sense on paper. And the thing with the Raiders, we saw Devontae Adams. We said, oh, now they're going to be good, and that, that didn't work out. With the, the East, the AFC East, which is so interesting, is we know the Jets have a top defense, and now Aaron Rodgers is there. So I feel really good about them being a competitive team. The Dolphins, who everyone's kind of sleeping on in this division, Not they true. as long as they the quarterback stays on the field, and now they even have a, a more competent backup quarterback in Mike White, the Dolphins, I think, absolutely have a chance to win 10 or 11 games. I mean, their I, schedule is Ugly, like just like these other. Sure, teams. It's, they all. The, they, the it's, it's, it's a very, as Greg was saying, like you're playing a lot of top teams, but I, the Patriots are not going to roll over and go four and thirteen. They're gonna. I think the Patriots are gonna do what they do, and they're gonna hang around and be an eight to ten win team. And then I trust the Bills unless they take a step back, which they could, because the division has caught up to them a little bit here. So this could be a division where they're, if it plays out, where no team bombs out, where the win total could be a little deflated. Uh, because of the war that's going on in this division, and maybe eleven and six wins it, or ten I, and seven, but you'd be a you'd be a more dangerous complete playoff team record record right. aside. And on the flip side, I, I think the North division in the AFC especially benefits because they get to play the AFC South. It's it's not easy. I, I, you know, in the NFC they play the NFC West, and like that that's a media uh, an average division I would say because you got the Cardinals, but you also have the Forty ers uh, But you look at like the. Teams like the Ravens or the Browns or the Steelers, like there is opportunity, I think, for these AFC North teams to end up racking up surprising records. One of the reasons why we think the Easts are so good is because they had easy schedules last year. Like to me, the Patriots were not an eight-win team last year. Did they even win eight, or did they only get the seven? Either way, their schedule helped, and I, the Jets, especially, you know, against all those backup quarters, yep. their, their their schedule helped uh, artificially inflate that division just a bit. But I'm not worried about uh, the Jets being. Stinkers, but there probably will between especially stinkers knowing, would be like they're eight and seven going into week seventeen for the, which I could would be see the Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football. Wouldn't that be juicy? The Jets and Dolphins. Jets fans don't want to say it. Dolphins fans don't want to say it. One of them will probably flop. Probably the Dolphins. Yeah, and it, it's all like like we said, it's really hard to know, but. Early in the season, that Dolphins having at Chargers or at Patriots, I hate starting on the road for two games, first of all. You have at Bills week four, at Eagles week seven. So that's four very difficult road games. 
and the Chiefs in Frankfurt all before your bye. Like I'm looking at that, and there's a couple easier games, home home games to the you know the Broncos, Giants, Panthers. It's like if you're five and four looking at that schedule, I'd feel fine. Like and and that's the thing. There's such high expectations, but five and four might not feel that great. Uh, let's take a break and then uh, wrap up our schedule preview. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. All right, welcome back. Uh, There's a... uh portion of again the nfl media research team you know bring it on bristol whatever your research group is uh, right what was the one that always used to get brought up for for decades uh, elias whatever elias sports bureau come try us elias because <laughs> we got nfl media I'm, research. are they still operating as a bureau at this point i don't know, I don't know. I we probably it. swallowed them up in some corporate super merger there you go a lot of blood spilled schedule inequities it's still um, a leader in historical research and yeah, it's history, right? In the world of uh, professional sports, Elias, I love Elias. That's been a huge part of my. I mean, they are literally the official statisticians for the National Football League. Shut so, up, Greg. Uh, the NBA <laughs> and uh, uh, Major League Baseball. Have you uh, ever heard of it? Duh. Winning. <laughs> Elias. So, so they're still doing well. Shout out to Elias. Love you, man. What they did, they had cornered the what market. Greg, Greg I don't is now, I don't, I do what, not know. Elias cornered the market for about 20 years, where any time any um, historical thing was cited, they said, oh, according to the Elias Sports Bureau, I think it was called. And since then, a lot of leagues have, have built out their own research groups. Yeah. But as, as Greg, as represented for the company, points out, we still here, dog. We still here. <laughs> Hey, Elias. Love you, brother. <laughs> you trying to get a job? Um, schedule inequities is within our uh, research packet here, which I like. So five teams will have three-game road trips during the 2023 season. That's rough. 
back-to-back-to-back road games is rough. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Ravens, four through six, get Cleveland, Pitt, Tennessee. That's in Tottenham uh, in England. The Giants, weeks nine through 11, get Vegas, Dallas, Washington. The Titans, nine through 11, get Pitt, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville. The Panthers, 12 through 14, get Tennessee, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. And the Broncos, 13 through 15, get Houston, Chargers, Detroit. I want to point out also – when those teams I just read, you'll notice how much work goes into these schedules that these the schedule makers will say, okay, if we're going to bang these teams, they get three road games, we're going to make sure we don't give them three monster contenders in a row. There's going to be some breathing room in there. Like not everything is thought through, but sometimes teams still get banged a little bit uh, the way it works out. And uh, four teams start with back-to-back home games, which is very nice. Broncos, Falcons, Broncos have... Raiders, Commanders, Falcons, who I think should be in the running for team of well, yin, yin, yin. Falcons, in, in general, their schedule is favorable. How about the Falcons getting out out of the gates against the Panthers and the Packers without Aaron Rodgers? Interesting. The Patriots, Greggy, open back-to-back home games, but they ain't easy. Uh, Eagles, Dolphins, and Steelers get Niners versus Cleveland. Back-to-back road games for Packers, Raiders, Dolphins, and Niners. I, I think, and you mentioned the the Falcons having, uh, you know, that nice start. That division to me, and I mentioned the AFC North, but even more than the AFC North, there will be opportunity for th- those NFC South teams for one of them to win ten or eleven games, even when they're not very good. I think they have the easy, like all of them combined, have the easiest schedules in the league because a they get to play each other. That's nice. Uh, B you get to play the AFC South. Uh, I'll take it. And then you play the NFC North. So there there are no world beaters in all of that. I feel like that entire team, I'm doing projected starters now, that entire division. I know the Bucks are quite a bit behind in terms of Vegas, uh, in terms of the odds, but the other three teams are close. Like all those teams are good enough and probably should win six to seven games. And they're just hoping they get a few breaks to win nine or ten. And I feel like that describes the entire division someone's going to end up like being one of the stories of the season winning 11 just because the schedule's too easy yeah just to drill down like a little bit like the saints so they have seven of their first 11 games on the road yet those games are like carolina green bay new england houston indianapolis minnesota atlanta that's serviceable and the panthers don't cross more than a single time zone after week three so some of it is like they are clumped together regionally in a way where like you're not I, I, some of these teams are traveling insane amounts others barely seem to leave home although it yeah matters. that always i always see the teams make a big deal about the time zones and the traveling and i get it but it's like out of the numbers your numbers show you're like, in a you private from- jet it's once a week i guess i'm partly thinking as a tennis fan it's like uh, uh, anna kalinskaya has got to play in india on sunday and then she's on the west coast of america on tuesday no one's crying for her she's not in any private jet and if uh, these tennis players can handle know. it I, uh, i'm just know. saying yeah, they're, they're like going jet. like 11 time zones week to week and they're and yeah, i'm sure go, it's not helping go look them at, like the Probably business class. look at the numbers on a yeah. west coast team starting at 1 p.m. eastern like it's they're horrible um, I was going to get to the Thursday night schedule, which is always compelling because it's a source of great intrigue and consternation for some. Uh, did you guys have any other teams you wanted to highlight before we well, uh, head there? Just two little things on the Super Bowl teams from a year ago because I, I okay. think they're both well positioned to uh, be favorites again. I noticed how the NFL ended the Chiefs season with Bengals on New Year's Eve. To me, that's like the number one rivalry and the number one most important game if I had to pick one in the entire schedule just because 
look, they've been the last two AFC championship games. We know the quarterbacks. They've played these great games. That's week 17. And then the Chiefs go from Bengals week 17 to at Chargers week 18. That's just like a, a spicy finish. I feel like it's the Chargers' number one goal here to make that game matter and still be in it. And then I noticed with the Eagles, who on paper, in terms of strength of schedule, just opponents' winning percentage have the toughest schedule. Uh, and it's brutal after their bye. It starts pretty cake for them to start out with a nice schedule at New England, then Minnesota at Tampa, Washington at Rams. So I, I feel like like a soft start for them. And then maybe the toughest stretch of anyone's season on paper uh, in the middle of the season, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, 49ers at Cowboys at Seahawks. If you want to throw that into that, that is crazy. So the, the, the Eagles got to eat early to, to set up for that. I got one for you. Cause I think we think the Falcons can make a leap um, based on their schedule. The bears, it's hard not to make a leap. They had the fewest amount of wins in the league last year, but they play only four playoff teams. And for all these, how many playoff teams? One of them is the Bucks with that minus Tom Brady. Different situation. They get Jordan Love um, in his second career start. They get either Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask in week two. Week five, it's going to be Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett. So I think it's a nice, it's a good situation for Chicago. Their schedule, I think the North is manageable. You could look at the Lions or the Bears as teams that could compete. I think the Packers have a chance. Anyone could win that division. I mean, it's sort of a wide-open deal. And the Bears with, you know, if you get it from Justin Fields, who has a, if he went and had one of those big leaps, which I think is very possible, um, they're a team that could, like, go from worst to first. They're They're the Jaguars of this year. If their uh, young quarterback can take that step up. And everything's lined up for them. What were they, 3-14 and last year? They could be a team that all of a sudden, they're in playoff contention in the middle of – December. Mm-hmm. And it helps that the conference is what it is. It helps. They're actually favored right now to compared to the Packers. They're the third favorites in the division. It's the division that's closely, most closely bunched. Lions are favorites. Vikings next. Bears next. And Packers not too far behind. But they're all pretty... Yeah, uh, Vikings pack- fans I'm a little surprised that the Packers are... I, I would not put them fourth and put them second. I mean, the Lions fans, it must be a little bit uncomfortable... For people just penciling yes. them in to be yes. like, oh, yeah. this feels like the favorite. That that feels ominous for whatever <laughs> reason. And it might feel especially ominous after you have to go to Arrowhead in week one. Friday morning hot takes could be spewing. Bit of a wake-up call. Um, Thursday night football. And uh, Al Michaels, legend that he is, is back for another season. He said in an interview last year, and I talked about it when he, when he did it, that the Thursday night football schedule was, quote, a little leaky. <laughs> <laughs> And um, this is a major uh, partnership between the NFL and Amazon. And uh, for instance, uh, Mark, and we're still excited to hear about your Black Friday plans, by the way. Um, I don't have any now. I think a big part of that game showing up, even first of all, it makes sense. Logically, as a football fan, not even factoring the Jets, a noon start on the West Coast on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Nice division battle. Pencil me in. It also gave... Amazon another bite at the apple. That's also maybe their best one of the best games on their schedule. Yeah. And and it wouldn't surprise me if that's the most, you know, streamed game of all time, just because that's essentially gonna be a holiday right in the middle of the Let's day. see where we are with those teams. There were well I love saying it now. I think you do love saying it, Mark. Uh, but um, I'm saying like the I, Lions playing the, the, the worst the, team in the league the is Jets the Jets mo- are three and nine. Like I mean, like, I'm just I saying it's I the most you watched. Love saying it, I know the Jets could be bad, Mark. It's certainly. I possible. am. I am. You have stated I that am rooting repeatedly. For the Jets to be successful. I, I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> I love it clearly. Um, Thursday night football, <laughs> week two, uh, the Vikings, Eagles start things off. 
Uh, week three, Giants, Niners. I'm just going to go for it. Go through it. Lions, Packers, week four. Bears, Commanders, five. Broncos, Chiefs, six. Jags, Saints, seven. Bucks, Bills. Titans, Steelers. Panthers, Bears. Bengals, Ravens. Dolphins, Jets. Black Friday. Seahawks, Cowboys. Patriots, Steelers. Chargers, Raiders. Saints, Rams. Jets, Browns. It's good. It, it's it's still, though, including teams that aren't getting much primetime elsewhere. Just put it that Still way. serving as that, yes. Mm-hmm. Saint, Saints are there twice. Do they have any other primetime games? You know, the Broncos have been downshifted quite a bit in terms of their primetime appearances. I'm pretty sure that's got to be the Bucks' only spot. But the good thing about this schedule is they didn't have to force primetime games this year as much. Uh, the Cardinals, for instance, are not in primetime at all. I would be curious to see the Colts and Texans in primetime because of their rookie quarterbacks and because I'm a dork, uh, but those teams aren't really getting primetime love. The Colts get it zero for Anthony Richardson. Same thing with the Texans. And so normally that might have been put into this TNF schedule, and they're not there, and so overall it's better. For I sure. think the thing that worries me about it a little bit, because there are some good matchups in here. I, Seahawks-Cowboys like, is really good. Jets-Dolphins, uh, obviously. You got the Rams in week 16. Why? Like, from what we know to about get the Rams To a game, what did we talk well, about? All right, That's my beyond only your, chance. Beyond your I'm there. Interest, if like, uh, you're listening to me and you work for the Rams, hook us did up. Did you say self-interest or selfish interests? It has nothing to do with the larger population, just simply Greg's. You got to give the 2021 champions one primetime game. Come on. Tennessee Titans week nine. I mean, we'll see. It's just that some of these are fine now, but like they could be a odorous problem by the. You know what? They could. uh, Wait, they can't. They can't flex the TNF. They wanted to flex late season TNF, but that's not happening, at least not at this point. Yeah, I got. That's it. That's it. I can't can't anymore. Yeah. I know. It's enough schedule talk. Anything left to we say. took it to the we took it to the max. We did it. We did it for the listeners. I I did miss um, this week, um, and as you mentioned at the top, yeah, you can you can check our socials. Uh, you do miss uh, connecting with the listeners about football. We just love uh, we love our connection with it, and it doesn't feel right when that's ruptured. But that's that's why we do it. We do it for each other. We do it for the listeners. Um, so it's good to be back, even if it's one of the sillier shows of the season. I thought it was very serious and taken very seriously, Greg. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's all football. So I guess it's never too serious. Yes. A very tough week. Um, we are not strangers to adversity, not of our own invention. And we always carry on this podcast. There are no reverse gears in this tank. You guys know that. I'll just add again. Give us time to get things rolling. Now we just got to come up with what we're talking about over the next two or three months. Oh, that. I'm sure we will. All right, everybody, have a nice weekend. We'll be back next week. Heed the call. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.